What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. Not a second one, not today. Not today. Laying in the cabin. What are we on day 12 now? Um, are we past day 12? We got back on day 10. Yes. To the lodge. And we've been back for yesterday and today? Yeah, because yesterday we, we showered we, for the first time. First time in... 10 days. 11 days. That was longer. Yeah. Uh, well, Since yeah. we were in... We trailed out on the first. We flew into camp Monday, got in here around 1231, sighted in the rifle, we had a bite to eat. It's good lunch, too. It was, yeah. The food here is off the hook. It's, uh, yeah, next, there's, uh, yeah, zero complaints on the food. <laughs> None. Uh, first time I've ever put on weight on a hunt. And then, uh, yeah, so zero, check the rifles, my rifle. And, yeah, prepped gear, got a good night's sleep, and uh, rolled out. We were packing horses while we were up at 6. Well, and, I think, uh, before, and before we dive into that, one of the fun things the first day the day we flew into camp is Monty <clears throat> kept telling us amenities that we were going to have on the hunt where you and I would both look at each other with like a magic smile of like wait what or yeah really? or how is that possible really we're hunting <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> what I just did the days I just numbered each day when yeah we flew in on the Monday to when I showered you showered yesterday I showered it's 12 days yeah 12 days in the bush yep funky and uh, I smelled worse than you yeah I don't even really think I had a smell you don't smell I don't have a stinky guy but uh, I definitely three more days I probably would have had a stench around me but I get away I'm pretty fortunate that way I don't I get away with it the underwear, change that, change one underwear on that trip. But yeah, 12 days. Yeah, I changed my underwear once and my socks once, but everything else I kept on. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, we got in here and yeah, kind of two, like two little giggly schoolgirls kind of looking around at this epic ranch, something you'd see on a postcard and it horses is, running everywhere. It is so picturesque. It's ridiculous. Elk feeding in between the horses. And, and they're all like wild range horses they're not like they've never seen livestock or anything like that you know and, and i know several outfits that kick horses out they, they, they've all i'm not a horse guy so i don't understand what you mean by kick horses out yeah we're probably gonna embarrass ourselves here a little bit but yeah. let's have this conversation i never and i've heard it for years midnight sun does it um oh, i'm drawing a blank on a few other ones but it, regardless they kick them out and i'm like what do, you, what do you mean kick them out like who comes checks on them that kind of a thing and never really understood that just because i'm not a horse guy i've never been around it and yeah like these horses are well like monty said don't talk to them they don't know english they don't know any they don't know they have a name he said they know they have a job that's all they do it's all they've known they've been born <laughs> raised any rooster me, come on rooster come on yeah uh, i still will laugh the time when you said he to get them to move and I just yeah <laughs> Your two horses behind them trying to get the horse in front of me to move. I'm like, I'm swacking him with a willow and he's not moving. <laughs> Yet your he in the background is supposed to somehow move him faster. 
you know, I learned the term pedaling. I've heard that. Didn't know what that was. My left knee still hurts from pedaling. I got the two slowest horses that had one gear and one The safest horses, though. Yeah, well. They were the I'm safest I'm the only horses. guy that had to hit the eject button on a horse, so I don't know if I'd say I had the safest horses. Yeah, but that was because the ground was frozen solid and it was on ice. True. But um, I would not argue the fact that your horses were less safe than mine. They were super safe. Yeah. Um, I would not have had an issue getting on any of the horses in that string. Yeah. But, yeah, I learned the term pedaling. I learned how to tie a bowl and knot. I learned, well, anyway, we're getting way ahead. But backing up, yeah, we're standing there on the deck having a BS session of the one cabin, and there's cow, there's half a dozen cow elk filtering in between the horses feeding. And the this corral. whole kicking them out, they're telling me that, you know, they're born and raised here. The only horses they bring into town are the ones that they brought out here to help you know with the breeding and that kind of a thing and, and raise and just have different strings of horses and ones they can have in town and that kind of stuff these these horses won't survive in town they they've never seen a cow a beef cow they've they've never seen the only thing they know is a bear right and yeah you start to wrap your head around that when you spend 12 days with them and i said like what do they eat and he goes whatever they want he says I, I, and i mean they're eating sticks and twigs and, roots yeah he said a town horse won't survive. He said these guys will eat a spruce tree if it, if that's all they're to eat. And I didn't quite believe that. Still was like well, whatever. Until you that's an expression. It. I didn't see him eat spruce trees, but yeah. I saw a rooster pick up a willow shoot that was deader than a doornail. And I've seen moose do it. And he and I thought he yanked it as he just sneaked snuck a tug from the ground and he yanked it out and the root came. There's and dirt in it. Solid stick. But yeah, it was six inches of root, twelve <laughs> inches of beaten up vine that a moose has already nipped off the the buds off of it and i'm like oh he's gonna get to that root he's gonna chew that off and let it drop nope he hit the root the dirt everything yeah. right in i was like that he's not kidding so this wasn't your first time where you've flown in nope i've flown in quite a few planes so now. it was my first time flying in to a to a location mm-hmm. that was an amazing experience for me them pulling the plane out or no the guy landed they pulled something else out of the hangar when we were sitting there. The moose horns, that's right. Yeah, they were from Terminus. That was from Terminus Mountain. Yeah. Outfitters, they were taking a load in from them, <coughs> receiving a load. And two hunters, I think. Mm-mm. Those guys were going to camp jobs. Oh, they were going to work. Yeah. That's right. <coughs> so then, yeah. We, we flew in. The flight was amazing. We got here. We kind of helped pack pack boxes, but more or less kind of were told to stay the fuck out of the way. <laughs> yeah, which was good because I, I would ask so many questions. Yeah. I would just, well, like I said, give me the heavy stuff to carry. That's what I was better at. I just carried the pack boxes, loaded ones around over to the horses. And yeah. Then, yeah. I think we are rolling by around 10, 10.30. 10 in the morning the next day. Yeah, and jumped on our horses and... Yep, let the saddle source begin. Yeah. Six and a half, just shy seven-hour trail ride. Out to Caribou Range. Yep. Yeah. And Beautiful then, place out there. Yeah. Un- the whole, and we talked about this already um, on a podcast where we did the four of us, but that whole ride out was just. You couldn't have started a hunt off any better. Yeah. Like t-shirt weather, really. Yeah, that too. Saw Caribou. Saw, uh, uh, saw elk. 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 Saw, uh, we didn't nice. see caribou until later in the trip. Yeah, I just yeah I saw a caribou run across the river in front of us. Um, an elk. Oh jeez, an elk. <laughs> Not even halfway through this beer. I think we both have cabin fever. Yeah. 
and then uh yeah we had uh well i walked three different times about 45 minutes to an hour each time yeah which was the best thing i did could have yeah. done because i was just a tad the the butt bones were just a tad tender the next day nothing serious the next day yeah we rolled into camp we had a phenomenal supper real food and we went glassed out some sheep yeah we glassed some sheep up that first night and went caribou out, and caribou too yeah and then uh yeah the next day rolling probably around nine ish it's not super early days not to what we're used to yeah you are at the mercy of the horses yeah and not even the mercy well the mercy of and i don't want to say the wrangler but the mercy of how the distance the horses decided to travel while they're let go at night hobbled yeah hobbled and yeah and belled and then and he goes out and jingles horses look at all the goofy terms i've learned and then, uh, but what I'm getting at is you're at the mercy because you have to stay in your food. You have to stay in your water mm-hmm. where our typical, uh, pack camp is we just walk until we want to set up a camp Yeah, and we'll find water and come back. Yeah. Yeah. And if we want to walk the next day and keep going or do a big loop around or whatever, we doesn't, there's, that doesn't really, de- we don't, we can deviate from our plan anytime we want. So there's has enough water to make our meat, you know, our peak meal and our, uh, Mix our, you know, have some water to drink for coffee or whatever. If not, we can just get it roll out of the bed in the morning and go and find water when we go. You know, like yeah. there's just so many, but we don't rarely have heat. We rarely have heat. Yeah. Almost never have a fire. Or I don't anyway. I'm a kind of a big advocate about no fires in the mountains when you're hunting sheep. And I didn't sleep. I don't sleep on a cot. Right. <laughs> I don't have a big pot of coffee in the morning. <laughs> or a I don't go to an place. outhouse. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, but you, he said, he's, you're Dallas, you're going to find a new, it's a different pace, this style of hunt. You're going to be out of your element. And I didn't really believe him. And the other thing too was, is, you know, we get on a, on a backpack hunt, you can glass from your tent or either go climb up a mountain and sit there and glass and then drop down and go up another mountain and sit in glass. They just tour around the mountains, just following the trails, you mm-hmm. know, it's, and where they take those horses, man. I we went through places. I don't mean up in the mountains, up the hills. That that part was fine, but some of them banks that we crossed on horseback. Like, I remember the one spot we came up. Like, Rooster had a big boulder between his front and back legs, and he was so close to the huge boulder on the right side. Like my stirrup scratched it. Yeah, like I couldn't move my foot higher or low. Like it was just that tight. And I was like, we're going to places where walking would have been difficult tricky yeah or even a horse by itself yeah. by itself going was tricky but yet we did it on top of a horse and that horse never blinked an eye yeah like you i tried to direct him a couple times because i get a little scared i was going to crush a leg or an ankle sometimes they don't even move because mm-hmm. they're like jerk on the reins all you want pull left or right or try and steer them they know where they can foot put their footing and not yeah Eye opener. The more spent, like every day, was outside of those two days where we got, you know, the fog day. Well, I was just going to get to that. So, that first day we went up, glassed up a bunch of sheep. We ended up finding some rams. We got really close. We ended up getting within forty-seven yards of them by the end of the day. Yeah, you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and then well, we you did to, too. Yeah, and 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 Monty as well. We all we all got in really tight on them, mm-hmm. and just kind of like sat there in awe for a little bit before we continued down the mountain. And and one thing we had forgot, rode the horses to above tree line. Yeah. Tied them up and then left. And this is was day one when I really figured out it's like we can't go anywhere else. Yeah. We have to come back to those horses. Yeah. 
because we got, you know, and the realization of that was we get up to the top on that plateau, find those five rams, didn't end up being legal. One's a dandy, like he will be a toad in two to three years. Yeah, he'll be a great ram. I walk to the side, we start glassing, it's between fog patches, it starts to kind of rain a little bit. Next thing you know, I hear Monty, Monty's eyes get heavy, your eyes get heavy. You guys were out. Mm-hmm. I kind of lay back. I have a little siesta. <laughs> I wake up. We all kind of wake up. And remember the spotting scope was sitting right in front of me. Yeah, you never moved it. I didn't move it. I was, And I almost reached and to grab it. there's eight sheep. No, it was like 12. Was it 12? Yeah. I just remember you being like, oh my God, there's sheep in I, my I, spotter. Yeah. Right and I now. remember rubbing my eyes going like, what, I looked again. I rubbed again. I was like, those are rams. They're like three miles away. But the that is such a fluke. Mm-hmm. If that never happened. And that's, I looked right in that spot because I was like, man, that's so sheepy right there. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And I was ready to go, right? Remember Monty talking me out of it? Yeah. Like I was thinking in my pack, I'm like, okay, I've got three energy shots. <laughs> I've got the goo, you know, gummy Can bears. I get there? And I'm like, two pro bars. What is that? It was like three miles as a crow flies. Let's yeah, straight clarify line. that. Yeah. Who He's knows like, how many miles it was down to the bottom, across the drainage. And up and around the other He didn't side. even think I could get down. He figured it was yeah. cliffs. I'm pretty sure I could have got down. There was lots of timber, but looking back there, I would have been lucky to have gotten to the bottom and just to the edge of upper tree line yeah. to, on the other side. And I probably still had another four to six hours after that yeah. the next day. But I was prepared. I was like, I'll stay on the mountain. Yeah. Like, I would sleep under that tree. Let's go. And he he, he begrudgingly Well, I think I think well, he was looking at it more from the, that's a three-day yeah. stock to get from where we are now pack everything out yeah and then get back horses. around the mountain to where we need to be in order to get there for sure yeah because for us because for us we're looking at it like cool we can drop down this drainage go straight across cut across the river and go straight up the other side of the mountain and get there and we'll get there and like i said that was my probably first come to reality moment it's like, we're at the mercy of these horses. Mm-hmm. They are, and like he said, they're a tool, but you have to take care of them. Yeah. You know, we couldn't leave them tied up for a day. Yeah. You got four to six hours or yeah. maybe somebody will push. I don't know what the rule is. I'm not going to speak to that, but, you know, we never left them for more than about four hours. So we ended up getting some rain on the mountain that day. We all jumped in our rain gear, yep. got, got some light drizzle, which rolled into day two and day three, which was cabin bound cabin fever rain weather and i mean the cabin is a 10 by 10 box yeah basically for four four grown ass dudes yeah it's a, you couldn't rent a hotel room that small i don't think that you could and then we put four guys in it yeah you can't move the table because that's nailed down yeah the door had two massive grizzly bear footprints on it because no, no, the windows had f- grizzly bear footprints on it. Claws over the door. The door had been busted open. Well, yeah, and was cracked in half by the a door grizzly bear. Fell on the ground. Yeah. And the bear walked in on it. Which was the, was it the second rain day when the bear was in camp when Taylor went out? I think so. Should I we use so. his name? I don't. I mean, he's pretty. He's pretty ginger. Pretty ginger. He's kind of camera shy. If you don't say his last name, we'll probably be fine. <laughs> I don't even know his last name. I think he's got warrants. He's hiding out. That's it. <laughs> and then day four rolled, jumped on our horses, and uh, went and got after it. Yeah, well, yeah, 
We did. We went up into some area that Monty had never been up into, and it looked sheepy, but I honestly believe that's an early season. A better early season spot. Yeah, it was super cold in there. The feed was gone. It was colder than, like, it was a wind tunnel. It was nice, though. It was beautiful, man. Yeah, like I mean, some of those drainages and everything. Yeah, but I mean, early season, yeah. it'd be nice and cool in there. There's to be the wind. There yeah. was water. All the grass would be green. There was cliffs within 200 yards of that lake. At the, well, the, the water at the bottom. It was just a place for you, you could see the sheep trails. They were there. I just honestly believe yeah. that's either a summering like lambing ground, summer grounds, or like the, where the sheep would live through the summer when it's cool and get up in the rocks and mm-hmm. still have the sun, still have the water, the good feed, and then. Uh, it was just there was epic snow. trail ride though yeah and saw a caribou up in there as well did you guys see a moose we did see a moose yeah you guys saw a moose yeah saw a cow moose and then uh back down did a big tour up through some uh, typical like on a, raw, a, a ridge line that they hunt elk on a lot but so that we could look at another mountain for sheep which we saw which saw as up. soon as we got into that glassing spot on the other side it was kind of like Oh, there's sheep. Oh, there's sheep. Yeah. Oh, there. Oh, look, there's rams. Oh, look at that. And the big ones we saw were outside of, you know, Monty's area, Toshody's area. Yeah. And uh, there was no reason for them to move in. They were not. They were three, four ridges away, and they didn't look like, did not look like they were going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. But and on that note, that area had been burned in a while, and you know, a few years. Boy. Thick. Thick with sheep. Yeah. And create vegetation. Yeah. But that's was that's solid evidence. We need more burns. Like there there needs there needs to be more burns. Well and they kinda took away the privilege of outfitters doing their own burns, right? Well, it was no uh I think you may have misunderstood that. Oh, okay. I think some outfitters used to do their own twenty to thirty years ago. Who knows? I'm not get me you could you might I don't know much anymore to it, but you know, there's always the common myth and folklore yeah that outfitters would manage and do their own controlled own burns and you know when they're leaving the area for the winter they do burn and high hunting areas where there was burns there's been prescribed burns and i'm telling you it is the best thing going for survival of sheep wildlife ungulates in general you know it, it lowers predation it it adds there's more vegetation so obviously you have more sheep more healthy sheep bigger sheep just a more sustainable stable population yeah so and you could see that one that one end wasn't and uh, hadn't been burned sheep weren't there you look at the other end that had been burned sheep were all over the place yeah and sheep trails everywhere so and i mean what we spend like what eight hours that day nine hours on horseback that day pretty much yeah i was starting to feel the saddle it was all like an all-day affair yeah and then day six are we at day six day five Day five, we ended up moving. No, 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 we didn't move. Oh, that's right. We went up to the hole. Yeah, we went up to the hole. And that was kind of a neat experience because we did, I think, to get to the hole or throughout that entire day, we did maybe 60 or 70 river crossings all the way down. I mean, going down and then coming back up. 37, you counted on the way back or something like that, wasn't there? Yeah. Anyway, low 30s. Yeah. Well, that was just one way, though. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And steep. Yeah. Like, man, hats off to them horses. Right. Well, and then, so we got into that valley, into that back valley. To the saddle, up to the saddle. Yeah. 
And there was, I mean, we walked into Rams at three, four hundred yards. On the horses, yeah. Yeah. They knew they were there. They knew they would be there. Yeah. Yeah. But we had to get a closer look and yeah. got up there to see if the, any of them were legal and what was going on with that group. Which, for me, the whole time, everything is just, I've never seen any of this country out here. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, it's I've seen lots of BC, but yeah. it's a new country here for sure. Yeah. And uh, came out of there. Was that our first? No, we had Bannock on the. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know how you're remembering this stuff. It's all blur. Bannock, I think, was our, on one of our first random days. Started a diary. Right? We should have done a diary the whole time. We didn't, though. So. What did you think of Bannock? I've had it before. So we, Oh, you have? Yeah, we had to make it high, in uh, like elementary or junior high. You actually made it in school, in uh, outdoor education. Yeah. Oh, it. that's right. You said you'd had it and it like was runny or something. It didn't fully cook through. Ours was just the flour and water and whatever. There's like three main ingredients. Yeah. Like this, you know, we've had several variations of it. So it was very just, it, it was a staple, basically a survival food. Yeah. Very simple and easy to pack along and cook, but uh, you do it over a fire. Just turn it, like make, you know how putty he had it? Yeah. Well, how the, she's making those. The Little bandit, balls? You stick it on a stick and you just roll it. Really? Yep. Okay. That's how it's made. That's how it's typically cooked. Oh. Not fried in a pan with deep oil and seasoning salts seasonings and, and, and lard and no. Oh. If you had the pan, you can. But yeah, typically it was always, how I was taught is it's, it's simple to carry, easy to make. You very little things to make it and where yeah. you go. Um, so on on that day when we went into the hole and glassed up those rams and came out and we went to get a better look at some other sheep that we had seen a little bit further down. Where were you at mentally as far as being five, six days into the hunt? Good. Not worried at all. And and just like, all right, you know, we're we're seeing rams but nothing that's legal yet. You were you were just mentally you're in my head I was like, We're seeing sheep every day. We're seeing rams every day rams that we're out. Day. When we see the ram that's legal, he's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Like that was in my mind. Yeah. I was like, I was just waiting, it was just tick, 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 you know, tick tock every day, wait. I was good. Solid. I wanted to hike. Wanted to climb something. You were getting antsy for a hike. Oh yeah, I could tell. Yep. Yeah, that was. And my left knee was killing me from pedaling. Was it? Oh, it's still just yeah. It's sorry. So what was pedaling? Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> well, I didn't know it was pedaling, and that's what Monty told me after. So I was pedaling your horse and just keeping a light heel going into their kind of their belly or their ribs and. That just gets them at one little bit, kind of a half gear faster, because otherwise we were just 50, 20, 30 yards behind all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, What's this wee shit? Yeah. Well, if you had the two horses that I had, <laughs> you got good at pedaling. Man. Pedaling and watching them stop to eat and, yeah, man. Anyway. Just got to own that horse when you get on its back. Yeah. Well, like I say, when Monty handed me that little willow the next day for rawhide, he's like, you're going to need it for this horse. <laughs> and I didn't believe him. Boy, he did. But yeah. yeah. And you think you're kind of like, I felt bad at first and I was pretty lately tapping them horses. Yeah. And you slowly kind of figure out how much, how hard you can hit them without being, you know, brutally mean. Right. And boy, one little smack on the butt with that thing and they're gone. They're moving. Yeah. Cooking. And, and then you keep tapping them with it. Not nice, and then it just keeps them trying. That, that saves you from pedaling a little bit because my my knee, my left knee hurt. You couldn't pedal in the right because my rifle was there in scabbard, so I was like kicking my barrel. I wasn't gonna just was wrong. I was just mentally couldn't kick on that side. Yeah, but yeah. So we wake up day seven, mm-hmm. and there With is big plans. 
to go other places. We're moving camp. We decided. Yeah. yeah. We're moving camp. And. We forgot to talk about the bear that night because that was the night. Was that the night that the bear came into yeah. camp? You bet. Because that was. We were all sitting in the cabin. And Taylor all of a sudden got a weird feeling. Or he was he going to, to check the horses. Yeah. But he took his rifle with him. Yeah. And he walked out the door, turned to the left, and there's a bear 10 a yards from the cabin, a grizzly bear. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. But yeah, he yelled, and then, yeah, we bailed out of the cabin. And this is like a Chinese fire drill. Yeah. Everybody ran out. And then the rest of the outhouse trips were all with packing heat. Packing with a rifle. Because he was, yeah, because he was right between us and the... But yeah, and then yeah, next day, snowed eight inches, woke up to snow. And the the caribou oh, yeah, were also still melling about, mm-hmm. you know, 50 yards from the cabin in the snow. Yeah, and then just, you know, when it's that snowy and that much, everything's covered in snow, everything's wet, everybody's kind of, it it's just makes everything slower and people are a little bit on edge. and cause Colder. It's, and we had to go back over, like I said, that was those rock edges that we crawled over and stuff. Like, yeah. We're going to do all that now. Like, stuff I thought was <coughs> sketchy, like we were on some unbelievably lucky horses, and now we're going to go do it with eight inches of snow. and On the ground, because it snowed all night long. Yeah. And was still snowing. Mm-hmm. And they didn't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How long was our trip to that next camp? Five hours? I think it's more closer to six because we slowed down. They said four to six, depending on, and I think we were close to six. Yeah, only move as slow as your fastest or your, yeah, as your slowest horse. Yeah, as fast as I could go on my horses. Yeah, it's as fast as we could go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then got into our next camp, mm-hmm. which that was a fun. I liked that area, and it was fun to go from a cabin into a wall tent. For me. I was a little bit more excited than having the luxury have of... You camped, have you hunted that style? Out of a wall tent? Yes. Yeah, I've stayed in a wall tent before. Uh, but for me, the experience that I had envisioned in my head was more wall tent and tent camping and not cabin camping. Oh. So the cabin for the first six days was like luxury at its finest yeah. for what I was envisioning as far as the brutal beating of a stone sheep hunt in BC late season, which we were lucky we weren't because the rain days and the snow days and the snow night would have sucked big time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a great little area that we moved into. Yeah, bad for the horses in a long ways they could go. Mm-hmm. Which leads into the next morning. Which was a nightmare no to get horses. horses. Yeah, he's gone for, for hours. A long time. Comes back with a, three horses. Because usually, needed. yeah, usually he's back in 45 minutes with yeah. horses. Horses running into camp. And so, yeah, three. Comes back with three, saddled them up. And it wasn't a nice day either. It was cold. It was brutally cold. And we left. And he didn't find the horses till four in the afternoon that day. He and searched. he was out looking all day. All day. And they weren't far from camp. I think they were up on the mountain next to camp. Yeah. In a little pass up there. Up high in a high bowl. But yeah. They were, they'd were. had their fill, and they were just kind of standing there kind of sleeping. Soaking up the sun. Yeah, and he went by them once or twice, and then went out found one track that hadn't melted, and I guess he found them. But, yeah, so 
again mercy the horses you're mm-hmm. at their mercy and then uh yeah we got on sheep that saw sheep rams again saw a seven-year-old that was boy he looked good from far but he was still far from good yeah and but because of the late start we didn't get very far and uh came back day the next whatever date would that be day eight that was day so, eight so now we roll into day nine which day right. nine was a big day for you yeah yeah so got going pretty early that morning and then had a kind of a plan where we were going to go we were going to tour into one valley and loop around and come back out of the main creek we were on and we just pop out and i spotted i was sure right off the bat like i said i think that's a ram up there and it was hey look there's a ram skylined yeah which we think was probably that seven-year-old we saw the day before yeah. maybe a little bit different but he's still seven because we never did get a look at all the rams that we saw up there there was a couple that we knew were smaller but or not that weren't legal too but just never got a great look at them yeah continued on our journey and uh yeah and then that was the ejection trip I had a horse that went down and a stirrup hit the ground (laughs) you bailed off so hard because i was on the horse behind you yeah i just took the i saw the opportunity to get off i was like this goes bad i I didn't even think about it it literally my stirrup hit the ground the horse lost its footing and i shot out of the stirrups off that saddle like and my own thing to say only downfall was i went below the horse low side of the horse i should have tried to jump up but anyway and it was all good but uh it's uh could have went a lot worse <laughs> that horse could have rolled over you and just yeah. crushed the, you yeah and then uh yeah we get up into where we were and parked the horses and took a look and spotted a you, ram that we didn't see that we uh, hadn't it was a new ram for seen sure. yet yeah in any he, of the places that we looked yeah and he was eight I confirmed he was eight. Monty confirmed. Well, I was say Monty confirmed. You said you said that's an eight-year-old ram, Monty and then Monty con- confirmed it. confirmed it, and then looked back and said, "You do have eight, eh?" And I said, "Yeah, I've got eight. Yeah." And he looked close to being broke bridge of the nose. Yeah, super close to breaking the bridge of the nose. Yeah, tough to tell at six hundred and fifty yeah. yards through the trees and him not looking, you know, not being ninety degrees to him or anything like that. And also on a on an angled yeah mountain, steep ass mountain. Yeah super steep and what happened yeah well, I don't know much detail you want me to go into so um, we I mean we decided you decided yeah so okay I see you're saying um, yeah so I still uh, we where we were looking at going was we hadn't got there yet to where we'd intended to go and so we'd seen the ram first and then where we were looking at going to we could kind of could see it it looked great mm-hmm. and there's sheep and then we got we could see sheep on the skyline you can see sheep on the skyline and and down below feeding so i uh, yeah i made the call to pass on it at the moment and uh, let's go have a boot we got to go look so we hiked for about 30 40 minutes got into that valley looked around and there was no fresh tracks no sheep other than ewes there was a lot of ewes like they ended up coming within 60 yards of you yeah what was that I guess this isn't your first sheep hunt, so it's not. Yeah, I, a big. They deal run for down you. to the timber. They rarely take their time. I, I had to seen... shit my pants and pissed my pants at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they just came running down. Once they get into the timber, and it's it's. I've seen it happen lots. A few go. It always seems like they send a few first. Yeah. If they make it, everybody just kind of gets up and runs too. It's, it's safe and clear, right? But, and uh, that happened because they came past you, and went up on the mountain behind us in the tree line, and you're like, oh yeah, some sheep are going to come out. And they came out and looked down at us at maybe a hundred yards, mm-hmm. 
And then they just took off running yep. as fast as they possibly could. And we were all sitting there like, just don't blow out the sheep. Don't blow out the other yeah, sheep. Yeah, I said, I was fairly, I was confident nothing was going to happen. Yeah, you were, you were feeling pretty comfortable, it seemed. Yeah, I've seen that happen lots. And they, you know, sheep are uh, very, very smart. But at the same time, they're like most other animals, I think. Whitetails, and you don't get away with that with whitetails. Whitetails, in my opinion, will leave the country. But Disappear. a lot of them, they get out of sight and they can't see you and you didn't really pressure them. They don't feel, I feel they don't feel really, um, they don't have that sense of pressure or uh, predation. They're just like, you know, they've seen people and whatnot before, but yeah, if you got out of sight, I feel they really calmed down. Mm-hmm. I knew they would. I was sure they would. Hoping they would at that point, really, yes, because it was a toughest call. Yeah, we spent some time there, turned around, and I just, you know what, let's go back down and see if that ram's still there. So we went back and found him while you found him. Yeah, we by could, accident. Yeah. Totally yeah. by accident. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy how you saw them that way, because he was hidden. Yeah, well, Monty had looked at it with a spotter, and he didn't see, he just saw the ewes up there. Right. I think you had looked at it with either the, your, your binos and your spotter, and you hadn't seen it. And I was sitting down with my binos and kind of made like a bump and a weird, my glass left my face for a minute and came back on. And when my glass left my face, all I could see was the imprint of the picture that I last looked at in my binos. And in that I guess imprinted picture that I could see in my in my brain. I just saw a ram sticking its head barely above peeking. a rock, peeking over oh. a rock, and its horns and the snow in between the sides of the head and the horn. And you know, yeah, we'll post that picture eventually. Yeah, at some point, you or I will, and yeah, people can catch that take a boo with that and it's it's gonna be neat because it, it's it is easy to see if you expand the picture but it is really neat to see the there's a you in that picture that's damn near impossible to find yeah well and there was one behind him too there yeah. was actually two yeah and uh but incredible to yeah and he knew he knew we were there he was watching us because we had to expose ourselves twice going out twice coming back in mm-hmm. well 50 yard 40 to 50 yard stretch in the open and uh, walking the distance, yeah. And they were <laughs> 700 yards above us, just staring down. Like, you well, you saw what it looked like when we were standing up there after the fact. You could see the trail just perfectly gleaming, gleaming in the field. sunlight. Two small football fields we crossed, <laughs> right? It's like going from the visiting team to the away to the home team crossing the f- field that distance. For me, the, it was so terrifying when we were on our way back down because the, all of the sheep we're watching us yeah all of the sheep on the mountain but again that's that seven to eight hundred range where they're very comfortable yeah right white tail won't do that yeah like a white tail that's not rutted up holding the doe he sees you a thousand yards he's they're gone yeah you know, they uh, see you, they're running yeah they're just they're i'm out of here and yeah there's this there's a comfortability range comfort range that they'll play with and and like i say we weren't stopping and looking stopping and looking we just kept moving I've had that same scenario fail with mountain goats. I've hunted mountain goats before, and I've done the whole, let's just keep moving, pretend we're not hunting, and you get some wary, I had, we had wary mountain goats, and we could not close the distance. We tried that game with them twice, and they both got up and left. Really? Both situations, yeah. So, uh, 
that's uh, my piece of advice. Try it, but don't come, don't scream at me if it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame me. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so long story short, we get back. You found him. Monty looked at him. I looked at him. So that's, you know, we, and long, no one really could piece together a game plan on how to go after these guys. Well, before this, because you and I kind of had a little conversation, and you kind of looked at me at one point, and you're just like, stop talking to me. Mm-hmm. And and I had asked you, I was like... I know where you're going with this now. I was like, is this a ram that you'd shoot on day 15? Because we're on day 9. Yeah, my willer at you was... Shut the fuck up. You don't up. have any skin in this game. <laughs> You have zero to lose. This is not your decision. Don't try and convince me and don't well, even I wasn't, ask me right now. No, yeah. I know, and I know you weren't. Yeah. But my tension level was extremely high. on overdrive. Yeah. And I was just processing. And yeah. I needed I didn't need anybody poking ideas and, and yeah. I was just I had to systematically go through my mind what I was doing. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you want me to delve into that. Yeah, that? man, absolutely. And that's kind of why I brought it up, you know, and, and I wanted to go into this a little bit because yeah. that's there's a lot of pressure that comes it's not just me, with I'm, a high-financed hunt Yeah, because it's not just your life that's affected by it. You're 100% right. You know, I couldn't have done this hunt without – I'm married with my wife. You know, everything we've done has been mutual decisions, and, you know, and she supports me in it, and I don't do – so, excuse me, the – this is my second guy to hunt my doll sheep being my first. And, uh, you know, these these hunts, when you put money down on them, you pay for them, they're a big deal. And it's not like I'm going for three slams or I want, I'm going to do a slam and then go for the 700 club or it's a one-time deal for me. And, you know, you don't get to where you're going in life and with, you know, your significant other without including them and talking to them. And I also will not do these hunts, the two, both discussions I had with my wife. I said, you have to fully be in support of it. If you're in any way wagering, wavering on it and not into on it, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to be there not enjoying myself. I'm going to do it. It's going to be an experience that I like, um, that I'm going to take in all of it, have fun and come back with no regrets. Going there and wondering, knowing that you're not happy and at home while I'm out having fun, it's not cool, not fair. So uh, I had a support on both of them. and um, But the flip side, you know, I was trying to be a little picky. And, you know, like my doll sheep hunt, I, I just knew I had to kill a doll sheep. And I was really nervous. I killed on day five or six. I can't remember. And my guide told me most guys kill on day five or six. They get nervous because there's a cost factor. And I couldn't go home without a ram. Nor could I on this one. And I... Came with I came home on this hunt knowing I had to get a, a mature stone sheep, hoping to kill a forty inches. Yeah, a world record. Who cares, right? Yeah. Call it what you want. The yeah. biggest sheep in the country. And at the end of the day, though, I had to have a ram. I had to come home with a ram because there's no round two. There was no comeback again. And that ram was fit the bill. It was uh, so, you know, it's eight year old ram. He was quite possibly from all intents purposes full curl um which by both either one of those definitions is legal we knew he was eight so right there he's legal around bc and then yeah you know i the thoughts ran through my head were one can if i pass on this ram don't go up and kill us and we don't see anything for four more days or the weather that's coming in yeah and with uh, inclement weather the weather forecast in the inreach we were going to have starting 
Sunday was going to be bad flurry sorry wintry mixes of weather which out here could change and we've had we had it we had wintry mixes yeah but we went from the first week which was supposed to be all sunny to getting eight inches of snow and three days of constant rain yeah so and really uh like so yeah when you were starting to talk to me and trying to (laughs) like i say you look at me just like shut the fuck up right now (laughs) yeah i was like yeah I could have probably, I don't know exactly what was going through my head, but I know I looked at you and I was just like, shut up. Knives, just shoot. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> go, go grab your camera, do something with your camera. <laughs> Leave me alone yeah. right now. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and Monty knew what I was doing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. So I came to the realization that this fits the bill. This was the, I came for a ram mm-hmm. and I'm really playing. Well, I, I, and I'd said earlier, I had even a couple in my mind. I was like, are you chicken? You know, are you, you afraid to roll the dice? Are you afraid? And see what the next four or five days hold? Yeah. And then I thought, six days pretty ago. stupid. It's not really six. You remember, we had to travel back. We had a yeah. day to travel back. So you can't even count that, right? Yeah. And if we didn't see anything, we probably were going to move. So we're actually going to lose two days. Yeah. So, and only one good day in there of weather at that point. So... I really had to have this come to fruition type of a moment, reality moment, however you want to call it, that, you know, do you want to, you going to nut up or shut up? And it came to the, it's like, I, I could not look at my wife, come back and say, I had a legal ram on the mountain, a, a respectable legal ram on the mountain, but I decided not to shoot it because I thought I'd find something bigger and not kill anything. Yeah. And in these games, if they outfit her, you know, Monty gives everybody a fair shake. If he shows you a fair ram and you turn it down, that's your hunt. You know, we still keep hunting. Yeah. If we but hunt, at the end of the hunt, that's yeah, on you. Yeah. It, it's, it's on the hunter. And that's fair enough, right? Yeah. You can't argue that. There's no, anybody who argues that logic has, is, has no logic. And so, and if I, in 15, 14 days, we don't see a ram, he's going to have me back next year. You know, if I don't get a fair crack at something, I had that discussion prior to. I said, like, if I don't give up and we don't see a free a, a legal ram, can I come back? He said, absolutely. So part of the reason why I booked as well with Toshodi. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, you can't. And there's a lot of outfitters that just give you a handshake at the end of 14 days. That's hunting. And uh, He's extremely fair, yeah. extremely kind and yeah. friendly. Yeah. So, yeah, long story short, after that, I made that decision. We were going to go up and... Uh, it didn't seem like anybody had any great ideas on how to stock this, and I just finally said, let's go. It's just going to go straight up. We hit that ridge. We'll make a game plan from there. And we had sheep to our right and him looking down at us. <laughs> Not only was it sheep to the right, you had five ewes that were feeding down the mountain. That would they end up getting within 100 yards of you 98 guys? 98 yards. 98 yards they fed down the from ridge, the top. We were, the ridge we were on, they fed down the ridge to us to yeah. 98 yards. And looked at us the whole time. Yeah. And so was the ram. The ram was looking at us. He knew yeah. we were there. Yeah. Because we we use trees to sneak all the way up in our view. But Monty got the spotter underneath the limbs of the tree. And I was looking. I said, I'm going to move out and start getting in position. I had to pop out. Like we're talking a two-foot window. Just to swing out around this stump so that I could be heading behind another stump and then ready to move in position. And set up your rifle. And... and he was watching through the spotter. And I moved. He goes, he just looked right at us. He saw us. Yeah. So we just froze. Neither one of us moved. We waited, I don't know, it was 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I said to Monty, and I said, well, 
I said, it's 380 yards. He asked me if I was comfortable with that. And I said, I, I think I can do it. I, I'd shot to 400, practiced solid. I, was, I had shooting a 12-inch gong, you know, 5-inch groups, 6-inch groups of 400 yards. So I was, I, knew, I just had never shot that far. That's the first time I have 100%, in which in these days, 400 yards isn't a long shot. And yeah. uh, first time I'd sat down with the intent to 100% dial my gun and shoot that distance on an animal. That's the next thing, too. That's the next question mark. Or, not question mark, but the next mental struggle. If you draw blood and don't kill, you also have a ram. So you need to make a shot that you're comfortable with. Monty goes... I said, well, I said, I'm really good at 300. He goes, well, think of it this way. It's only 80 yards farther. <laughs> That's what he said to me. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm good. We're going to do this. So, yeah, waited and waited and waited. And I said to him, I said, I had my pack unbuckled. And I said, when he gets up, I'm going to move up. There's a six-foot little spot. There's two little divots. And I said, I'm going to throw my pack down. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to dry fire once a couple times if I need it. I said, then I'm going to chamber one. So you be a spotter. He goes, yep. He stands up. I do exactly that. I lay down. I said, I'm getting ready to fire. I dry fired once. I look back. He's already plugging his ears. <laughs> I kind of had a giggle moment. He was like, I'm not quite shooting that yet. And uh, yeah, I chambered around and touched off. Felt really good. The gun did move quite a bit. I couldn't find, uh, I didn't see the impact. Monty said, you hit, but you hit him back. He's, you hit him back a bit, a ways back. And I chambered another one. And the second shot felt really good. And I heard Second shot one. dumped his ass. Yep. Dropped him in his tracks. Spun. Yeah. And I remember I watched him hit the ground and legs up point to the sky. <laughs> and Monty goes, get back on him, chamber another round. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, he... No, no his legs done. just flipped. Yeah. He, he, someone knocked the legs out of that table. And he comes up to me, high fives, kind of handshake, whatever it was, turn... And we both look back and he's like, and then we see snow flying in the air, like a, like a snow machine, just ripping a rooster tail along. And it was that ram, my ram sliding down the mountain. At like Three, 400 yards. Yeah. Launched off a couple of little knolls and tree stumps. stumps and, and, and you could hear it. Yeah. And Monty is cringing and he's like, I'm like, oh, I hope a horn tip doesn't break. And I remember Monty going, I hope that hide is still good. You know, that's the real damage is so thick. Yeah. But yeah. And then, uh few uh, more congratulations and uh yelled down to me yelled down to you you are you coming up (laughs) is that a real question get up here (laughs) and uh the uh wow and i guess probably people are probably wondering at that point why did you stay yeah and that was well so in the stock the biggest one of the biggest issues i love so just side note dallas is clipping trying to again his microphone to his beard instead of his t-shirt because i don't think it'd work if he clipped it to his t-shirt yeah you need to get some of those like the kind of we had in the airplane with the headphones and the mic piece for guys yeah you know i'm just it's not on the budget no it's it is but it's (laughs) not conducive for traveling (laughs) just not really (laughs) i know you caught that it's just not my thing and i would just do anything. Oh, I, I could can. drop a couple names who do that, who use those. Stay away from doing that. Just keep it simple, right? Just keep it fucking simple, man. Anyway, yeah. No, the mic has to be clipped to my beard and it's pulling and I'm trying to sip my beer here and it's slowly falling down. Yeah. Too much beard oil today. 
So, anyways, you stayed I back s- just to be able to case it got up because we I were needed, in that window. We all, needed eyes. All the ewes were up feeding. He knew we were there, and we were worried yeah. if we dropped out of sight, all three of us, he may he be might gone. just disappear. So you stayed back within reaches to the case to kind of give a heads up or point and wave, and didn't have it all worked out. You could have came, yeah, in the end, but anyway. but it's I would much rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, you said a dead ram's way more important than getting the shot. Yeah, so. Then, yeah. And getting a photograph next to you while you take the fucking shot or yeah. something, you know, smoke coming out the barrel or whatever. So, yeah, and Monty was about excited about dropping down into that ravine and coming back up on that mountain. And the, his, the other his, side. His schnees pack boots. And, uh, but we did it. We got across, and yeah, and then I was on a steamroll and I was gone. I said, take your time, I'm going. And I be, took off on a bead, and I was so excited to go and see it. I went all the way across the mountain face looking for that slide mark. I'm dropping your mic again. Well, I remember when I finally yeah when I finally came up through the tree line. One of the first things I saw was okay. There's Monty, you know, <laughs> fifty yards above me. And then I looked and like all I could see was your pack and your ski poles just going or your trekking poles. Just crushing yep. over stumps, over deadfall. Like, Didn't you're stop. just moving, dude. And I was like, you were like 150, 200 yards around the mountain in front of us. I was a mission. Yeah, yeah. I was going up. And I, but I figured I was like, going to cut his slide tracks where he slid in the mountain. Yeah. I could smell him the whole time. Yeah. Like I get, you know me, I got a nose like a bear. Yeah. And I could smell him. That's all I could smell was that must, that musk of the sheep feet. smell. And I was like, he's here. Like, what? I walked all the ravine. I looked up. I still couldn't see slide marks. I'm like, well, where I, then I, is he? I went up another 100 yards. I still couldn't find him. And I could, And I was just in that window where I couldn't see the slide marks either side. And I yelled back to Monty. And I said, did he go over to the next ridge? And he goes, no. <laughs> and he looks to his right. And he goes, your ram's found right him. here. He's right here. <laughs> he was 20 yards from Monty. I'd run right by him. Yeah. And uh, so then I, yeah, so I went and put on... I burned about another three, four hundred calories for nothing, and then had to walk back, and then just came kind of skiing. Hey, you wanted to go for a good hike. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, earned earned it. (laughs) Earned that ram. Yeah. And then we hung out on the side of the mountain, took a couple hours. and Monty's uh, got a, may never bring someone to photograph or, or someone with our passion for trophy photos. Yeah. And capturing the moment ever again yeah <laughs> remember what he said to taylor when he yeah if you kill a sheep with dallas and andy be prepared to sit on the mountain for four hours while they take pictures yeah we took a few it wasn't four hours no it was lengthy though we had lots of we had great i'd light. say that we probably spent an hour doing a little bit of video and some photography yeah yeah it's cool yeah it's uh, like i say and i well when we do when you do get the chance the time to put stuff together and a video people will see it but i think one of the coolest points was talking about go know, ahead the three-quarter slam right yeah talking about the three-quarter slam there was uh let me see if i can yeah it's... if you don't want me to play this i'll i'll turn it off go for it i don't care there's here last year when jason went on his stone sheep hunt and then the video came out and we're at you know now we're at just past his one year anniversary was passing <laughs> end of the video don't wait yeah, isn't that crazy like i know you've seen him i don't know if you ever met him in person you have andy and uh people should like know like i say i couldn't have done this without my wife but right Same i wouldn't the the yeah i wouldn't Online. be here for 
at all without you're holding the ram's horns it. in your hand yep uh, you know him giving me the opportunity to work for kuyu and uh at that point i'm getting you know, choked up when i yeah. booked my doll sheep hunt it was very he, hard for me to film this part he was so really? encouraging yeah. and, and just positive and, and pumped for me and he's like and then you're stone sheep and i was like no it's that's not gonna happen and, and here it is you know so say it did it, it happened yeah you know and the like I say, it, the irony in this is I probably talked to you, give or take a day or two around when it was his anniversary of his passing, about yeah. coming up here. And for me to do this, <laughs> I was supposed to pay my mortgage off next year. And that's the end of it. Really? Yeah. Well, it, it's much longer. I think the entire reel is about 11 and a half minutes, but... well. That was a minute of it. Yeah. You know, I so... Any, I, I, it's quite apparent I don't have any problem talking in front of a camera. Yeah, well... <laughs> I think I think something that was really cool in that the... For you, having the cam- It didn't take away from the magnitude of what completing your three-quarter slam yeah. and what was going on. And that was, for me, as the person that was behind the lens for all of it you know for all you know all eight days to that point or nine days to that point to you were just letting your emotions go and and it all then the and the climax had happened you and know, it, you remember i told you i'll tell you there's something you didn't know about this yeah do you remember i told you that I wanted a few minutes by myself. Yeah. Didn't happen. That's why I raced away from Monty. So I'm like, I can get to the Ram. I can take it all in. I can have my time. Yeah. If I'm going to spill a tear or whatever the case, I got that time. When I went too high and I came down, you had time to get set up. And well, and uh, we had talked about that before. Before I walked that. up to it, I, I said, what do you want me to do? And I said, give me a few minutes. Yeah. But didn't happen in this situation because. Yeah. No, I, I meant walked, on the I, mountain. No, no. When on the mountain, I asked you when I, you know, I was like, "Do you want me to walk up to it, or do you?" Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but you yeah. got to it first because yeah. I passed him. Yeah. So now, the plan changes. I don't didn't get there first because that's what's happened to my doll sheep. That's happened to my bighorn. I got there first. Yeah. And had five to ten minutes by yourself. Yeah, and uh, right before I came down, because I've had some pretty emotional moments. Those moments by myself that no one's seen, mm-hmm. and I kid you not, and I'm not a crier. Like I, I'm, I think yeah. Most people know that. I'm yeah. not even a hugger. I'm not a hugger, and I'm not. No, even I a hug smiler. you, and you're like, get the fuck away from me, yeah, you American. You gotta, yeah, exactly. All you <laughs> Americans got a hug every time. Just throw the handshake. But I actually said to myself, I was coming down. I'm like, all right, yeah, baby, suck it up. No tears in this one. Uh-huh. Like you know, man, I mean, you see a balling in front of a camera, right? And <laughs> I started to choke up there, and I was just like, oh. You know, it's, uh, yeah, the whole, because Jason's passing, my wife and kids, their support, it's all, it's huge. And if you don't have wife and kids, you may understand it or, or be able to appreciate it. But until you know it, until you raise two kids and, and live, you know, I'm t- going on 28 years uh, being with my wife, you know, with Sherry. Sherry, so it's, uh, she hates it when I say this, but I'm like, I've never done anything longer than her yeah. <laughs> in my life, really. Yeah. You know, it's... uh you guys have been together since uh, I was 17? 17? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was 17. That's what she was telling me when I got to your house and we were having, when we were sitting upstairs 
talking and yeah, bullshit. Yeah, finishing packing up. You're yeah, finishing you're packing coffee. up. Yeah, it's been a long time, and uh, we've been through a lot. And anyway, so again, I can't thank her, give her enough credit, and thanks, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's uh, so. Well, one of my favorite photos from the mountain is, and I didn't even realize this until after I took the picture, but I took a picture of you holding your phone. Yeah. For your inReach. That's the first person I texted. And the sure. message that you, because you can read the screen from the photo and like, the camera's way above you and just looking down on you looking at your phone. And the irony was, you we had done a couple photos yeah. that I wanted you to get. Yeah. And I remember pausing. I was like, oh, I was going to get you to do one more. And that was the photo. Yeah. I was thinking, because everybody does it. Oh, and you're all, you're all, oh yeah, can we do this? And I was like, Phew. It's already done. You did it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that was the thing. I, and I went, because I had a blank. I had and a then, brain fart. And I was like, dang it, I forget what I was going to get you to do. A photo real quick, so I wanted to capture that. And it was kind of the cliche, what everybody does, you know. And yeah. you nailed it. You had had it. Zoom in on the screen to your wife, and it says, ram down. And then her response was, I love you. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. Fuck, dude. <laughs> it gives me, like, I have goosebumps just, <laughs> you know, talking about it, man. That was so cool. So cool. So then the work starts, the work starts, which do the processing. Yeah. You know, and that was a different process for me because I have never, well, I killed a you quite a few years ago. Um, you know, you got to keep the sex attached. And I didn't, and you know what? I was only about seven kilometers, nine kilometers, nine kilometers from the truck. I was solo and I, you know, it's not a lot of meat on you. So I kept the two, I boned out the front quarters and the neck ribs tenderloins back straps but i kept the two the bone in the hind quarters that's the most bone i've ever packed out of my life on a backpack trip sure yeah. i'm not talking elk and moose and stuff and monty being a horse guy never takes the bone out which is good because you don't have any wastage mm-hmm. like on you're in a hurry you're not going to get all your cuts that you know it was eight inches of snow it temps were dropping sunlight was fading and he went to town and uh something else i didn't know either so for our bighorns, you know, in the, well, 10 years ago when I killed mine, the head was evidence of sex and species. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to take, keep the, the genital nuts, attached. The testicles. Yeah. Each testicle and attached to each quarter. And he that out, attached to each quarter, and it was clean. Like, he did it nicely. Yeah. It looked, I was impressed. And so I learned a lot there. Yeah. His whole process on how he capes. So everybody capes a little different. I've always started from the back and worked my way up. He starts from the horns, between the horns, and works his way back. And it was just really cool to learn. I, I felt a little useless, and I always say this on guided hunts. The guide is there for a reason and, you know, helped. He needed, you know, when he needed hands, you know, he got it. I started peeling back the hind quarters and that kind of stuff and hide and whatnot. But you kind of let a guy, you just can't have too many guys cooks in the kitchen kind of a thing for that. And it was let him kind of get doing his thing and get on one side away from it, and then I could work on the other end and we got it done. But it was really, for me, I learned a lot. And uh, the, you know, learned a lot on that end of things. And, but yeah, long story short, I packed. And in, That's going to work too. I think that'll work. I just moved the mic to my the brim of my hat. The mic, or uh, Monty, we had the discussion <laughs> the day before. And he said, I packed the horns off the mountain. And I said, from my dead bloody hands, you will. He said, the fuck you do. Yeah. I'm not you're not packing the horns off. Yeah. And he's like, nope. Hunter shoots them. I get him to it. He said, he gets them on his wall for the rest of his life. I get to carry him off the mountain. And I said, yep, yeah, from my dead bloody hands. Yeah. 
It ain't happening. You weren't, you weren't about that. I'm carrying it at all. And that's I think that's the first ram that's ever that he's that I've that's ever been carried off horns that he's ever had. He's always carried the horns off, and it's not a big pack. Of well, and I've always heard that from a lot of sheep hunters that carrying from hardcore sheep hunters carrying the horns off themselves is is a very it's for me it's a respect in it it's a respect to the your quarry yeah the animal deserves that level of respect and uh you know you're you know, trained seven days a week to let somebody else carry it off the mountain right it kind of seems pointless yeah might as well carry my gun in my pack too if you're gonna do that gym rat shit <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah and then yeah back down to the horses jumped Steve on the horses Steve. no we walked them well, but I mean, when we got down, yeah, like got down the mountain, get to the horses, red light special, all the way down also the mountain found in the out, dark. Yeah, I've always wondered why cowboys don't wear headlamps on their horses. Found out. Found out why horses. It's too much light for horses. It messes up at night. And uh, yeah, hiked out, hopped on the horses, and I think well, you can describe the picture you saw. The picture that in your mind. Yeah. Now that's I it. I mean, so we hit down the main trail and got to the river and the moon was coming out clearest night we've ever had most beautiful night we've ever had the whole trip like crisp clean fresh perfect air the moon is so bright and i'm just watching you well that was the thing too well yes uh, I'm, I'm, my apologies i yeah, go ahead well and Monty says, are you sure you can ride a horse with all that top weight on your pack? I'm like, going to have to learn because I'm not giving you these horns. You know, well, and you kind of thought maybe we'd time to the horse, but no pack them. And yeah, climbing up on that guy, like you need a boost. You know, I had probably 80 pounds. You had a heavy backpack on. Yeah, head, cape, horns. I had both sets of ribs, bone in, like full on, like Flintstone kind of brontosaurus ribs. Yeah. Style. Full racks. Full racks of ribs tenderloins neck meat and that was it no i had all the bone up uh ten uh back straps well, you, had, you had the ribs the back strap you had all the boned out meat yeah. neck meat tenderloins brisket ribs, and any meat that we found yeah that anything that you felt like plus all off. my gear and stuff and so yeah. yeah i was probably in rifle and then uh so but anyway yeah climbing. i had the hind quarter and the shoulder and monty had a hind quarter yeah. and the shoulder yeah front and the back of each and yeah. uh and uh but yeah i got up on there and that was like I said. I probably, if I didn't, I would have had. You know, you do much more than an hour or two on that boy. It was like the world's longest plank. Mm -hmm. The core workout I got, my abs were just flexed the entire time, just yeah. taxing them, and then trying to not get pinched ass from the weight of the pack. Pinching your ass the, cheeks in the, the back saddle. of the saddle. Yeah. So you you're just a continual core battle. Yeah. So we were going down the river. The moon was shining just so bright. And I I still, I don't know how to really describe. I mean, I was almost on the verge of tears so many times from just watching this out of so many different emotions of, of happy and, and joy feelings. And just trying to place in my head what's happening. Because you're going down in front of me, 
And we're crossing rivers. And the moon's behind us. And the moon's behind us shining on you in your pack. And it's just ram horns and you and the horse and the snow and the river yeah, cause and the ice. And it's slow because I wasn't prodding. You ain't going fast. Broadhide to go any faster. Yeah. No need to. Oh, I couldn't have done it. And the... Uh, there's just something about well our discussion that. was yeah I'm like andy can you take a photo yeah. i can't i tried i'm like what do you mean i'm like what about your iphone i can't i tried I'm like what about the video camera I have it won't work dallas yeah and you know it, it's just not going to happen because everything has to be stopped there has to be the tripod etc etc yeah. and, and then you said this is just going to be this has to be burned in the memory yeah this is our memory this That's is it. yeah and i'm just talking about it dude i'm getting goosebumps again like <laughs> I understand so much more about sheep hunting from watching that than I have from the other three sheep hunts I've been involved in, which I've, and I've, mind you, every single, I mean, I've been only on four sheep hunts in my life, mm -hmm. and it's all been in the last couple months <laughs> you know you're a crash course I'm like a crash course of fucking mania yeah. right now thrown to the wolves seriously but each time i've learned so much more about the passion that's in it right for for serious sheep hunters and serious sheep guides and watching watching that was literally as a fucking scene from a movie and and it's 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 just seriously it's indescribable. I don't know how to describe even to you sitting in front of me right now. I don't know how to describe to you what it's like watching the slow sway of your buddy who just completed a lifelong goal and and smashed it and it's complete and and we're packing out and everything is well and it was a come to moment for me because i was doing on the horse going like i'm a three i'm three quarters slam now and, mm -hmm. and it's it, like it's happened quick 2017 2019 mm -hmm. i put two and three on there yeah and i passed a lot of bighorns I, I i don't need to kill another bighorn i want to but i don't need to Desert, it, needs, it needs to be the well no but i mean for a bighorn <laughs> for me it needs to be the right one yeah now i don't just need to i don't not look i don't i'm not looking for bragging rights or yeah uh, it's got to be bigger and better than the one I have. But, and that's when it was like, damn, I'm like, I bet you this looks freaking deadly to watch. You know, I, cause I could see Monty in front of me, loaded pack. There was nobody talking. It was just a, wasn't somber. It was a moment of respect and not, nah, respect's the wrong one. We're tired. We earned yeah. it. Well, we were tired. Right. And we were all exhausted and happy. Yeah. Just happy joy and taking in the quietness and hiking, coming down the mountain and, or down the river valley and down the valley and going down the, through the creek and and uh yeah so like i say and i was like man i bet this be a badass photo and then yeah you said it's just going to be for us because to remember because there, you just can't capture that and i learned lots about you and apertures and and <laughs> useless bullshit <laughs> yeah apertures and shutter speeds and and you can't move it all with a long shutter or a slow sh uh, what do you call it what am i talking about yeah with a slowed shutter speed with a slowed shutter speed you can call it that uh, i was like i don't even you know now i've seen some of your pictures that have blurred when i've moved and stuff and it's like oh man so that would have been a really great photo if i didn't move a quarter inch yeah 
Yeah. And a woman, a horse that yeah. can't stand, that's got the attention span yeah, I mean, of a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and I'm, they're, they're, they don't stand still for longer than three seconds because they just, they, they move, they put their head down to feed, whatever. So something was going to be, who, plus they're walking. And then... And we, you need it on tripod too. We get back to camp and I get to break out the tripod. Yeah. And Bor yeah. Borealis comes in. Northern Lights. Yeah. Beautifully. I mean, where the fuck did that even come from? Yeah, you nail a bunch of pictures there that are going to be, I'm sure. If someone doesn't adorn those on a magazine cover, <laughs> I'll be shocked because they're pretty sweet. Yeah. And then. Uh, well, and then you take the picture and I look at the screen, like it's all red. And you're like, yeah, cause it's high exposure. Those are the focal. Well, no, the red stuff, that's my focal points. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, there that's you go. showing I'll all the focus points. I've learned more about horses and photography than I ever care to admit and will probably ever use, but... You'll forget it by yeah. the end of the week. But yeah, sure of that, she was a couple uh, sips of uh, shots of whiskey after that with Taylor and Monty. And <laughs> can, I, can I say, though, like, when you guys had a couple cocktails that night in the tent, do you remember, and this might be after, this might have come out after your time, but there was a cartoon and a Come mouse after my time might have and it and a and a mouse would drink and just get hiccups oh yeah Cause, i remember that because you're talking tom and jerry it was it tom and jerry i, I think don't so. think it was it might have been but i feel like it was a it, okay. i can't remember i what, know what you're talking about i can't remember which mouse cartoon it was but because you drank a couple a couple cocktails and got serious hiccups no. Was what, it not hiccups? We ate the the tarts. Was that what the it was? Cup, whatever those things were. Yeah, the butterscotch tarts. Yeah. yeah. Monty laid down. Yeah. And he thought he was going to fart. Yeah, but it wasn't. A almost fart. filled his shorts like yeah. he knew that was wrong. It was a sh almost a shard. Yeah. He hopped up and he couldn't find toilet paper fast enough and he was running out that door. Whether And he was almost ready to go without it. Like, mm -hmm. And Taylor started to laugh. Which then, doesn't laugh a whole pile. When he does, he's hilarious to watch. Yeah. And I got giggled. Because he gets into it. Yeah. And this ginger with, you know, with like... Santa emerald, Claus style beard. Yeah. Emerald eyes and just cool dude all around. And he's giggling to no end. And I was like, I, st I looked at him because it was funny. But when I looked at him, I just started to roll out the laughs too. And yeah, I had a couple of whiskeys into me. And... And I laughed so hard, Monty finally gets out the door with his... He just grabbed a paper towel. Yeah. And we all settle down, and I get it once or twice a year like that. And, man, they're like the legitimate sound over. Yeah, someone could have videoed it and used it for sound over hiccups, like Abbott and Costello kind of hiccup. And I was just <laughs> could not kill them. I thought it was from the cocktails, man. No, I just was laughing. Start giggling. and Yeah, and I couldn't. I'd hold my breath. I'd try and talk, and then I'd go to say something. I'd hiccup right to, Yeah, it was just literally. Literally was, halfway through, almost every word that came out of your mouth was a hiccup. <sighs> hurts too yeah but yeah a couple of couple of whiskeys and uh woke up the next day slow pack day nice weather and uh but yeah nice weather and uh seven just shy just six and a half six hours and 20 minutes or something six and a half hours we had a good time come back mm -hmm. and new way we hadn't been through that pass and came back and nobody got injured we had no wrecks it's a six and a half hour horse ride home yeah, that typically takes them seven, but those yeah. ponies, it's the last hunt of the year. They knew they were... They knew they were going home for good. Yeah. And uh, rolled into camp. We had a bite to eat. 
Mm-hmm. Spin cabin bound, and we hopefully, if all goes well, depending on weather. Yeah. I still have my BC guide license and uh, on me, ironically, and our guide Taylor is from New Zealand. And has a, has has a, a goat, goat tag. Has a goat tag in his pocket, and we have one day to maybe make it happen if hunt. the snow doesn't come. Well, even the snow comes, it's just it's we gotta see the mountains. Yeah. Right? And uh, yeah, we're gonna hop in a riverboat. So yeah, well, there could be another podcast here, buddy. We could have Taylor in on this tomorrow there could night. Be. And uh, if it goes, who knows? But yeah, hop in the boat 30 minute boat ride check out one mountain and like taylor said if there's a goat on that mountain he's in trouble tomorrow because yeah. we're just there's no picking over it's gonna have three guys yeah it's you're gonna bring video camera again yep two spotters he's gonna use my kimber six five creed more on it and taylor's a long-range shooter he's so he and, knows the shit yeah he's got lots of rifle time and uh i sure hope it happens he's a cool dude he's busted his butt i mean, i wish i was 24 again yeah i remember that energy i remember that ability to go and go and go and just you, you didn't think about things a lot someone told you to do it and he just does <laughs> did you know what we never missed hmm. day th- three that when we had the bad cabin days he boiled water heated up water me and him had hot showers yeah so i was actually going to roll into what was your nice hot shower like when it we was, got back to camp. Oh, this one here. But I was this talking one here. at Caribou. No, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I guess and he boiled water that one day. And I asked him, I said, what are you doing? He's like, boiling water. And he's, well, he had had a shower the day we wheeled. Because we went after those rams that one day. Yeah. So that was day two. So it was, th- it was day four because we had two cabin days when he did it on the fourth day. Yeah. And I, I came back. We came back into camp and he and was just getting dressed. Yeah. And he just had a hot water. He just had a towel himself down in the cabin by himself. But he said... When you're out here for a hundred plus days, the little things like a hot towel bath, like just toweling yourself down, wiping yourself down, yeah. make make them go by quick. They yeah. make it makes it doable, right? If you went 28 days without a hot bath, oh, <laughs> we were 12, right? So yeah, then and anyway, we had they had one of them hot towel or those bags, the shower bags. You just put the warm water in the shower. Mm-hmm. And I was freaking slick. I was quite pleasantly surprised surprised with how well good that felt yeah how well that and that leads me to how was your shower when we got back here well a hell of a lot better than yours i don't want to talk about mine oh <laughs> tankless hot water heaters they're amazing if the valve's not all the way open well, yeah the instructions are gone this thing's Fucker. been modified and everything else <laughs> you're like dallas you've got to go have a shower it's cold but it still feels good and i just could not get into that i took an ice cold shower I mean, as cold as it was outside, which is damn near freezing, and freezing water from the water tank. Yeah. While it was on, it just wouldn't Well, the hot it. water heater was on, but it wasn't heating the water fast yeah. enough. For... And then I had one, and I thought I had the temperatures, the dials all set, got into the shower, not working. Within a minute, I was in cold water. <coughs> So yeah, and I, you're only around the corner. The, the let's use the term bathroom as a fairly primitive term. It's just a three-sided wall that with a curtain across it that just blocks the shower. It's a couple stall. sheets of plywood with yeah. a shower behind it. <laughs> so you're out here, and I'm like, get in here and start playing because with these valves. Because you wanted me to take a shower with you. Yeah, no. I was like, just come in and play with these valves and start playing around here and see if you can't fix this. And within a minute So you're two, in there and you're like, all right, it's getting warmer. The water's getting warmer. Yeah. 
and we had the valve turned the wrong way, which is what Monty told us to turn it to. Yeah. We'll blame it on him. And then, yeah, I couldn't get out of that shower. I felt so good to yeah, just I still scrub. haven't taken a decent I shower. I sucked down three times. And, and I contemplated the grease and dirt off. No, I was, but I was just like, maybe I should just one more time. One more time, just soap down. But yeah, no, felt good. And then uh, that was it. Went for a good feast again last night. We feasted again today. Twice. Breakfast, lunch. Dinner. And dinner looks like, what is dinner? I saw them pulling off their side of beef there. What is that? No, called? dude, that's a, that's a, that's a sheep hindquarter. No. Yeah, tomorrow night. You're, oh, they're having it tonight. No, that's for tomorrow night. She, we're not doing a flip flop though. Oh. They're gonna so bring you're gonna have your first taste of stone sheep. Of stone sheep, yeah. Right on. Me yeah. too, actually. Yeah. Or have I had it before? No. Yeah. So they they took out a whole hind quarter. They cut off the shank though, yeah. so you can't do a flip flop with it. And uh, will they're gonna? She's gonna roast it or something, and we'll eat that tomorrow. Well, we better get that goat hunt out of the way then. Well, yeah. hopefully it's a later meal, but yeah. It'll be an 8 o'clock meal, I'm sure. Cool. Well, my uh, Fort St. John Beards Brewing Company, Mountain Beard Geopark Pilsner. I don't even know what that means. But it's not good. It's not that good. It's not. It's probably good to people that like that, but it's not my style of beer. It's empty. And we got a pack for a goat hunt. We got a pack for a goat hunt. Right on. Yep. Oh, and I hear voices. Uh-huh. All right. Over and out. Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website, Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.